is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He's Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast. Ben Teo, Andy Raymond here. We should do it properly uh, for all our loyal listeners. Let's put our proper radio voices on. <laughs> Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast. We are live from Suncorp Stadium at the end of Magic Round. Ben Teo, uh, we have just witnessed the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Melbourne Storm. It was billed as the heavyweight showdown. Was it? Did it live up to expectation? Yeah, I was excited when I checked the roster this weekend and I knew that I was going to be calling this game. This is the game that I think was the the, the best game of the of the Magic Round, um, but I didn't expect what I just saw. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect that at all because you know, I thought that the Melbourne Storm had turned a corner and they were getting their footy back together, but they were just bullied by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. South Sydney were nice and direct. Uh, the Melbourne Storm got frustrated, which is something I haven't seen for a while. But just, you know, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, the left-hand side attack, they just really put it to the Storm side. And I haven't seen them be bullied yeah. for a while. Okay, we're going to have a, a look at uh, the Rabbitohs Storm just a little bit later on this edition of the Footy Talk podcast. Three games today, and as is the case all this weekend, Magic Round, the sold-out sign went up uh, earlier this week, which is terrific in itself, the fact that uh, no more tickets and everyone's enjoying the footy and trying to get to Suncorp Stadium is our first issue. Uh, There is just people everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's pubs, clubs, cafes, restaurant. uh, The the streets are packed. Yeah, it's just packed around here, but everyone's in a great mood. Everyone's wearing their merchandise. There's, There's team colours everywhere. And I just think, you know, Thank, thank God for the weather because it's been yeah, great. You know, it has it, been. It's been nice and warm, but it's not too hot. The groundsmen been doing their job. They've, they've got the pitch to hold up. And this is really becoming a monster event, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's huge. a monster event. Is it bigger than already than you thought it would ever be? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's got a real feel to it. You know, we, we talk about uh, big events. You know, the Hong Kong Sevens used to be one that was yep. such a big event. And now this magic round here in Brisbane is just huge. And you just... You know, there's a lot of jealousy when you walk around. You see guys and groups of eight and ten that have come up on a lads' trip, oh, and, and they're having it. a good time on the beers with their fancy dress. So, mate, I'm very envious. Uh, our first game, the first of three today, was the three o'clock kickoff game. It was the entree, but it was anything but an entree. It was the Penrith Panthers and the Warriors. Now, the Warriors coming off questionable loss last weekend to the Roosters. Uh, they, were, they were a bit average in really average conditions. The Panthers certainly haven't been at their best. The Panthers were victorious 18 points to six. A game... Oh, Sometimes it doesn't always have to be a great game mm. to see positives in both sides. And I like to think of myself as a positive bloke. Yeah. Find something good out of a game. Both sides stuck to their structures. There wasn't that many opportunities, Benny, but they, they stuck to game plans. And I think both coaches would be able to see enough positives in that. Yeah, I think the the Warriors will take a lot of positives out of it, just of where they've come from in the last yep. few years. But you know, watching that game, there was that was so close for so long. It was twelve six for a, a long yeah. time, and and it came down. There was a Sinbin there to a young fellow that I actually coached last year in the Colts. His name's Demetric Sifakula. He he got sent to the Sinbin for coming in and putting a half slap, half punch on on Nathan Nathan Cleary's chin. Yep. Yeah. 
know, was it, it was a <laughs> bang, bang, uh, and he he got sent, and that's yep. when the game sort of slipped away. Yeah, and the Warriors uh, lost it. Yeah, there's some nice breaks by Sean Johnson, but they couldn't get it done. And I agree with you, the Penrith Panthers just haven't been uh, what they've been used to doing and dominating teams. They're not dominating anymore. You know, missing those guys like uh, Kikau and Coruscant, but. They're still getting it done. They're still getting it done. And I can't imagine uh, the pr- the pressure on any of you elite blokes. And, and by that, I mean any NRL player. But guys like Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Isaiah, Dylan Edwards, you can't be at 10 out of 10 every week. And these guys are back-to-back premiers. They have been up for the majority of the last three years in really difficult times. Sure, they're not playing their best, but... I, I think I think by and large the mainstream media has been a little harsh on the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. You just can't be that good oh. and that on so many times. Yeah, you think about it really. You know they, they lost that grand final to the Storm. Yep. You know they were the best team that year. Yeah. You know they got done on that game and and then the the back to back premiers and you know myself when I won a competition you know I took off I jumped on a plane and took off to rugby union in the Northern yeah. Hemisphere so I never had to play the next season yep. as a defending. Premier, and yep. I never had to play with that expectation. I know that from my team, South Sydney, that they struggled with that. Yep. Yeah, and this team's gone back to back, and now they've lost so much personnel. They've lost so many coaching staff. Yes. They've lost their attack coach, their defence coach. Yep. And they just seem to keep hanging in there, which is so impressive for them. But if they can just grind out and get to that back end of the year, That's freshen right. up, their experience should help them. Real danger, the only danger I can see for the Warriors at the moment, and we will move on to the next game because it's a pretty crucial game. Real issue for the Warriors, and we have seen this a couple of times over the years, applauding a loss and taking comfort in, yeah, but it wasn't a bad performance. It was all right. We hung in there and our defence was good. Losses are unacceptable in yeah. professional sport and you can't sugarcoat around the negative of a loss with positives in performance. Yeah, and I think that's something that culturally the Warriors have to shift away from. We always remember that saying, you know, Warriors, you know, have faith, show faith, all, yeah. all that. You know, and it was always nice, but they, it was always on the back of losses and, you know, they did some tough things in COVID, but COVID's over now. Yes. You know, do we owe them any more favours? No, let's just get on with it. You know, and the Warriors got to have to tough it out and I think they've really turned a corner I think their coach so do I. Andrew Epps has done a great job I'm sure he's bought all his hard drive of moves and plays and drills over from Penrith Panthers and it's paying off yep okay our second game and you were lucky enough to be in the coaching box here mm. you're the Queensland Cup coach for the Dolphins uh, and the Dolphins had a 36 points to 16 victory over the Cronulla Sharks who were red hot favourites let's be honest they were red hot favourites yeah. going into the this game. Wayne Bennett's 900th game. Wayne played games throughout the week with the media. He didn't want to talk about 900. He knew the importance of it. But tell you what, his players knew the importance of it. You could see that from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. As much as he didn't want to acknowledge it or, or talk about it, you know, I've been there throughout the whole week and all the team meetings, you know, not one mention. You know, and he made sure that the Dolphins didn't do anything. He didn't want it to be about him. But I'm sure the players made it about yep. him. You know, and, and just the preparation throughout the week was brilliant. Um, I think he brought the group together after... Um, um, some poor performances in recent weeks. Yep. Um, 
I think they've prepared well for the situation because what's different about this is you've got back-to-back games and you've only got so many changing rooms downstairs. So everyone's changing. You know, Dolphins were changing in a tiny little change room and they had to move off to a little warm-up area. So everything was different. You couldn't warm up on the field. You couldn't catch your bombs. And the the Dolphins prepared for this throughout the week so they were ready for what was going to be here. 900 games. I would love to see um, the young fella keep going for another five seasons. Um, He would probably have morphed from Wayne Bennett to Clint Eastwood to Montgomery Burns of (laughs) Simpsons fame by that stage. But uh, to bring up the big 1,000, certainly something to look at, uh, something to ponder, I guess. But the performance on the field, take the Wayne Bennett factor out of it, mate. The performance on the field, the Dolphins, a couple of men down, including Jesse Bromwich. Mm. Uh, I thought they were... Mate, I thought they were bloody outstanding, to, especially that first half. Yeah, and I think you know losing Jesse Bromwich and losing you know Brinko Lee, they're two experienced guys. They're two guys that have played State of Origin and won premierships, yep. right? But what they did bring in, they brought in Poasa Farmasili yep. in the front row, and they brought in Valence Tafare, yeah. you know, and. What they are is power athletes. And yeah. if, if you watch that first 30 minutes of the Dolphins Sharks, it was power. It yeah. was Dolphins were looking after footy, they were running hard, and it was brute strength and power. Yep. And they weren't overawed by you know, the expectation of the game or, or the magic ground, the crowd. And I think it, that sort of energized them. And the Sharks were just shocked. Yeah, they were shocked. <laughs> they just got caught napping at the start of the game and they got rolled. Uh, um Pawasa. I haven't, yeah. Farmasili. Farmasili. What am I talking about? I think, and I say this respectfully because he's been at a couple of clubs now and he's been on the fringe. He's underachieved to what I believe he's capable of. Nice to see him get the chance, but even better to see him perform today. Yeah, he he come up in preseason. You know, he he finished up at the Dragons, yep. and one of the most impressive things about him, yeah, he trained so hard and he worked on his diet. He lost seven kilos in Good the season, and he's running around like a different man. Wow! You imagine running around without seven kilos? Yeah. You would be running like that. Yeah. And I've had him. He's been up and down. He's he's been 18th man a lot for the Dolphins, but he's played for me on those other weeks, and I've pushed him hard. I've played him in the front row, 65 minutes. Wow! You know, 65 minutes pushing off 70. So to make sure that when he gets his opportunity, yep. he's good to go. And, and he was this this weekend. And it's just great to see these guys transition from Queensland Cup level up to NRL. Uh, Valence Tavare on debut. Uh, big unit scored a try. Some power. <laughs> two tries. Two tries, should I say. Some real power moments. Uh, did it a magic round. Did it in a full house. Yeah. Uh, what a script. I mean, yeah. really, that that's just terrific. Yeah, and I, I think people that would have watched the, the Dolphins documentary would have sort of yeah. come into contact with his character. He's a fun-loving guy, pretty easy going, um, and he just speaks from the heart. He's a very honest guy, and I think I don't think he would have been overawed by the occasion. Really? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's his character. Um, he came in here with a real positive attitude that he just wanted to give his best, and, and he yep. didn't want to let the team down. And when he got those moments to show... Why the why the Dolphins picked him up is just that explosive raw power. You know, some some of the things he's done at the next level down at Queensland Cup has been crazy. Seriously, oh, crazy! I've good? just never seen a guy. He's 120 kilos. Yeah, 
and 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 he can run the hundred and bloody eleven seconds or something. He's what, rapid. What's his ideal playing weight? Because uh, <laughs> we we did spot oh, him God. after about fifty five minutes. He was really struggling. But what I liked is teammates knew he was struggling, and they were. They were encouraging. They were pulling him up in the yeah. defensive line, not giving it to him. They, they were doing the right thing. What's what's his ideal playing weight? Could he could he drop? I think five or six. Five or six. I I think around one hundred and fifteen at one fourteen maybe would help him because yeah he would have come out here today. This is his first NRL game, yep. and it was pretty warm too. He, yeah, he would have got a real shock. Yeah. He was cramping. I'd say he's drunk two liters of the pickle juice that apparently is meant to stop you from cramping. Yeah, he'll be. Um, full of pickle juice, but you know that just shows, I suppose, how much the boys know they needed him. Yeah, you can't afford to sub off a center after sixty minutes. No. So I'm sorry, Val. You're just going to drink that pickle juice and just get through it. But it's good sign to see that he got through it, and maybe it is a wake up call that it's a different level this NRL, and you've got to be nice and light. The Dolphins are on the same premiership points as the Sharks after that performance, which is. Absolutely astonishing when you look at the playing rosters, you look at the pre-season predictions, really good win. Congratulations to everyone involved at the Dolphins, none more so than the 17 players that did their thing. As we move on to the final game of Super Saturday in this Magic Round, the Rabbitohs 28, the Storm 12. It was a low-scoring affair, in particular the first half. I think it was 12-6, the Rabbitohs, at halftime. We said a couple of times, Benny, uh, the Luttrell, he managed the game. He didn't Mm. set it on fire. His kicks were brilliant. His direction was wonderful. He didn't necessarily physically inject himself and produce the magic at Magic Round that we have seen from Latrell in the past. But he didn't have to. He, he presented a very different Latrell tonight. Yeah, I think um, he wanted to have the biggest impact on the game by taking the least amount of steps, to be yep. honest. That, that's the way he looked like he wanted. Maybe he's saving his, his feet for uh, the dance floor tonight uh, when he gets out in Brisbane. But yeah, he still had an effect on the game. And whether people like him or not, he is a huge presence oh, on yeah. this game. And he brings entertainment, you know, from from big fins and running over blokes and and slapping them over the back of the head, kicking goals from the sidelines, staring down the crowd. It's all pure entertainment. I think he thrives in it. And it just showed, you know, what a massive attacking machine the South Sydney Rabbitohs is. Alex Johnston with two tries tonight, and he edges, uh, well, two steps closer Mm. to a little bit of rugby league immortality um, chasing in. I think he's fifth now on the all-time try scorers list, which is Unbelievable. astonishing. Uh, what did you make of the Rabbitohs' performance? We, we'll try and keep the the physicality out of this, and we'll focus on the Melbourne Storm shortly because they were they were lacking in, in a few areas tonight, very un-Melbourne-like. But did you like what you saw from jerseys one through seven at South Sydney in the direction of Walker on one side and Ilias on the other? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's probably hard to say that 
that Cody Walker predominantly plays on the left because he does float a lot. Yep. If you really watch him, he floats down the right-hand side and comes to the left, but it seems to be his natural side yep. and where he gets most joy is coming down. And it's brilliant because the more the more times that they bring that footy down the left-hand side, the more tries for Alex Johnson, the closer we get to this record. You know, I was there when uh, Alex made his debut as a kid at South Sydney. Wow. You know, as, a, as a young 18-year-old on the wing, he won a premiership in his first season. Yeah. Um, and he's gone on to just score so many tries. And when you think back about some of the tries he's scored and, and who he's run off, you know, Greg Inglis was his fullback for a long yeah. time. And Greg loved running to the left-hand side. Yes. Greg didn't like coming to the right-hand yep. side. I was on the right-hand side. Unfortunately, I never saw any tries or, <laughs> or any line breaks. So he loved going to that left. And now he's got a carbon copy in Latrell Mitchell. Very much Who so. likes coming down that left-hand side with Cody Walker. So it's tries galore for him. And I'm, I'm happy to see, first of all, I'm happy to see that he never left South Sydney. Yeah. That, you know, thinking back at that time when... So close. So close yeah. he was gone. And, and I just want to see him. One club um, player break the record and put a statue somewhere at Redfern Oval for him. Okay, before we switch <laughs> uh, the focus from the Rabbitohs to the Storm, I would like to mention really quickly Michael Cheekham and Jacob Host. I don't think the edge back rowers get anywhere near the credit they should at South Sydney. The link from the middles to the outside backs. And tonight, again, I thought Cheekham and Host were absolutely exceptional. So let's talk about the Melbourne Storm. Five wins, four losses, one bye so far now. And they currently sit on the live ladder in sixth position on 12 points. For the first time in their very proud 26-year history, I, I... I say they got bullied. We mentioned that word a couple of times throughout the night. It seemed very unnatural saying that. It seemed unkind saying that at times. But I tell you what, uh, truthful and on heart, they they were bullied. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest too. I think it's going to be really hard to watch that vision, you know, throughout the week. And, you know, just these little things that were off the ball, you know, uh, South Sydney players just standing over them or running over them and giving them, dropping dirty elbows in them and and no one reacting, you know, just just being a bit submissive. And that's a word I never thought I'd use for the Melbourne Storm is, is submissive. And it really set the tone for the game. And they didn't really fire up to the last five minutes, but but the game was gone. And, you know, Benny Hannett mentioned something in the commentary, which is just so true. You know, I said, I said, you know, looking at that Ford pack, you know, who really is going to be the aggressive guy to stand up to South Sydney? Is it is it Welsh? Is it Liero? Is it Katoa? And he said the guys that usually would have stood up there at the Dolphins now. Yeah. And I agree with that because I used to play games against Jesse Bromwich and he'd set the tone right from the start about who was going to be dominant. You know, you'd get all those bumpers and those elbows and knees from him and then you had Kafusi flying into you and, and Kenny and those are the guys that set the tone and all of a sudden they're not there now you still have a great forward pack but i don't know if they know how important it is to be aggressive we saw it early on we saw latrell mitchell get stuck into harry grant there was a facial there was two shoves there was two pushes bronson garlic got involved latrell shoved him pushed him off and roughed him up the storm didn't retaliate and no one came in None of the big boys came in to help their little fellas out. We saw Xavier Coates get his head pushed over the sideline out. He was filthy. His head got pushed into the deck. No one came in 
and fired up. Xavier didn't fire up. Mm. We saw it again a little later with, with Cam Munster, who's got so much fire in the belly and reacts to anything and everything normally. I'm hoping it just wasn't the night tonight, but I do think there's going to be a bit of soul-searching in Melbourne. This is very un-Craig Bellamy-like. It's very un-Melbourne Storm-like. And look, to be quite honest, you look through this footy side, there's enough tough tough blokes yeah. that, that it shouldn't happen. We shouldn't be talking like this. No, we shouldn't. And like, oh, what I would be worried about too is, is if I'm the Brisbane Broncos. Because <laughs> after, after they go away and they watch that vision, they reset, they fire up. It's very rarely you see Melbourne Storm with two poor performances. So they'll be looking to come out the gate just raging. We are sitting here high in the stands at Suncorp Stadium and uh, there's about 100 people left. <laughs> and we are just finishing up our podcast for you, our Footy Talk podcast. We're watching the grass get mowed and the surface has come under a lot of scrutiny over the last two weeks. They're just mowing the grass at the moment, the two uh, rollers out there, and actually looks in really terrific form. Just recapping what we've seen on this Saturday edition on Magic Round. The Panthers, 18, defeated the Warriors, 6. The Dolphins, 36, thank you, over the Cronulla Sharks, 16. And the Rabbitohs proved too good for the Melbourne Storm, 28 points to 12. That is it from us. We are both headed... Up to Caxton Street. Maybe. (laughs) Just maybe a coldie or two.